Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 106 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we will have the one and only Josh Williams is set to join us. You better believe we're going to be talking about Atlanta. Also, we'll uh, look back at his racing career of where he's at and where he's headed from this point. Also, we'll go over the top headlines going on in the sport with our news and notes segment. And we'll have our Ask David segment coming up at the end of the show where we'll answer questions for David and Josh as well that you guys have submitted to us. As always, David Starr joins us. David and I are fresh off a weekend at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, where it was Tyler Reddick who dominated on Sunday and found his way to victory lane. David, you and I saw the action firsthand. I watched almost the entire race with you. And I'll, I'll say this, guys, uh, for people at home, credit to David here. I, I could, I think almost immediately, a few laps in, David says to me, Tyler, that 45 car is the car to beat. And <laughs> he was exactly right. He was spot on. And David, I got to say, you know, the 45, yes, it was the car to beat. You were right about that. But it was still entertaining. I loved that, whether it was the 24 car or some of these other cars, they they put their best foot forward. They they put a challenge together for Tyler Reddick, still made for an entertaining race. He didn't run away with the thing, still went to three overtimes, and yet the best car still found a way to win. I thought it was the, the best of, of both worlds uh on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt about it, Tyler. It was uh Tyler Reddick did have the uh looked like the the car to beat, but uh but man, he had a bunch of challengers throughout the whole race. And it was very entertaining. And uh man, AJ Amendiger. Uh, jo uh, Josh, uh, uh, shit. I mean, hell, I, I don't know. There were so many of them that had that had a, a shot at it, you know, and led races the way the race played out. But, uh, but man, what an incredible race! And then it, when it came down to the end, uh, you know, the the three uh, green white checkers they had uh, overtime, and uh, you know, everybody was on a different strategy, and it was just uh, how it all played out. It played into a great race towards the end of the race, you know. It, but we saw during the race that Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Reddick really had the dominant car. But, uh, but you know, with everybody's strategy, it, uh, you know, it just kind of worked out to everybody was on the same page there at the end of the race. But, uh, but man, the ending was uh, sure entertaining. And, uh, and, you know, the car that we saw really dominate the race really was there at the end. Yeah. Dominic Oregon from the RacingExperts.com joins us as well. Dom, you uh, got to watch from home. Uh, tell us uh, your perspective of how this uh, race played out. Third year at Circuit of the Americas. And I got to tell you, I thought this track put on quite the show. One of the few tracks I've never been to, Tyler. I got to change that next year. We're making that happen. Because that race on TV was awesome. I imagine it was even more just fun to be around that environment and that experience at Coda this weekend. When that caution flew with 11 laps to go, like they were saying in the booth, cautions breed cautions, and we knew that Brad because it changed everything—a whole different race. Four out of the six races this year have featured an overtime finish, and I, I knew right away, eleven laps to go. There's no way they're gonna have this as the final quickie yellow, as they call them. We had more crashes. I think it, it took an hour and one minute from the time the Keselowski caution happened to the time the checkered flag flew. That those overtimes just added so much time. But you know what? They made the finish exciting. I know not everybody's gonna agree with that, but I think Tyler Reddick said it best, Tyler that the fans have spent their hard-earned money. They want to come out and see a good finish, and this gives them that opportunity. NASCAR overtime should not be changed. Those are Tyler Reddick's words. Yeah. 
Uh, David, one more note before we bring in Josh here. Uh, we mentioned you and I were out there and saw them put on a heck of a show, but we talked about last week that that track is – it's not a NASCAR track. That is the home of F1 in the United States. But credit to SMI and company for everything they do to put on the show and make that event possible there. I mean, I got to tell you, David, I felt right at home. I mean, that, that, that track does such a phenomenal job. The racing – it's a challenge for these drivers, but they make it entertaining and worthwhile here. I, I hope we're coming back to Coda for many more years to come. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tyler. And I can't see us, uh, you know, NASCAR not coming back. I mean, the the crowd, the enthusiasm, the racing's just been incredible. The Xfinity race and plus the Cup race Sunday. Uh, you know, just uh, I, I would be surprised if they uh, didn't keep it on the schedules for years to come. Uh, like you said, it's a uh, you know it's a F one, it's a home of F one here in the United States. But uh, but man, the NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity Series, our NASCAR race car has put on a hell of a race there, and uh, I think it's here to stay for a long time. Dom, you got to see more of the broadcast than the rest of us did. Like Chase Elliott does the remote broadcast. You got Kurt Busch there. Uh, I mean, you know, Gunther was also involved. I mean, tell us about watching from home of that whole experience of seeing everything on TV. I mean, Fox kind of went all out for this thing, treating it like it was one of the biggest races of the year with, with all parties that were involved there. It felt like a big-time event. Well, and I thought five in the booth was going to be too much of a crowd, but it was a good blend, Tyler, because how often do you have current drivers in the booth? And we have a past champion and a Circuit of the America winner, Pascal winner, I should say, and Chase Elliott giving his insight during the booth. And I, and I thought he did a great job, Tyler, in reaching out on social media before the race and asking fans, what do you not want me to say? What, what Give me some ideas on what you want to hear and just kind of catering to what the fans want to hear. Because at the end of the day, the fans <laughs> are what make this sport a sport to, to watch and follow. And I thought that was a nice touch. And when Tyler Reddick was leading on that final lap and Kurt Busch getting emotional, talking about Billy Scott and the 45 team, they always say it's hard for a driver to see somebody else in their own vehicle. And we know that he ran that car last year and won at Kansas, won in that program, but he knew it was in good hands. And he talked a lot about that, but he got emotional from the booth. And I don't know if that was talked about in the media center, but it was certainly felt on that broadcast on Sunday. Yeah. I thought Gunther was entertaining too. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was a good mix and hopefully he's back sometime in the future. Josh Williams joins us now here on let's go racing, making his debut on the show Dominic, give us the background and formally introduce Josh and the backstory of what led to bringing Josh on this week. Sure. So Josh is somebody that has actually been on our radar the last few months on getting him here on the show. And Atlanta kind of sped that up a little bit. But Josh's history in the Xfinity Series goes beyond what happened last weekend. He's been running in the series for multiple years with DGM Racing, has posted many top 10 finishes, has run in the ARCA Series, runs a late model program, and gives upstart drivers chances to prove themselves. So look forward to hearing what we have to, to hear from Josh this weekend on Let's Go Racing. But when I reached out to him last week about coming on the show, he said, yeah, let's do it. And, and, and I told Josh, too, I said, look, I know we're not the Dale Jr. download. We're not the... <laughs> detrimental podcast but david tyler and i would be honored to have you and josh we're so thankful you're here with us this week on let's go racing yeah i appreciate you man i mean you know you guys are, are racers too so i mean it's uh it's cool to get on here and talk a little bit about it so i appreciate you guys for inviting me so i have to ask you man and since everything happened with atlanta and of course you've had a lot of sponsorship and and sponsorship opportunities and your sponsors coming forward and backing you but 
even more so with just media inquiries and people wanting to reach out and get a hold of you. How, how much, how, how's it been navigating all that the last week and a half? It's crazy, man. My phone's usually dead by lunch. So it's, uh, it's wild, man. You know, it's always, it's always something new, something different. Um, but it, it's been fun, man. You know, it's, we've had a good time with it and, and, uh, done some really cool things here lately. So, uh, you know, it's. I guess it could have went one way or the other. So ho I'm glad it went the the right way <laughs> instead of the wrong way. So I think it worked out good for everybody. So Josh, let's let's not beat around the bush here. Let's let's start with <laughs> your perspective. What happened at Atlanta there? Just just tell us uh, everything from your end. Yeah, well, we got in a you know a little incident there with the 27 and the 02. Um, had some damage come down pit road. Tried to fix it. Super cold. Um, I mean, it wasn't too cold, but I mean, it, it was cold enough that we had issue with bare bond sticking. So, I mean, we're heating the stuff up with torches and I mean, David's been there before, I'm sure. And it's like, it just, it stuff's hard to stick. So we roll off pit road and a piece flies off and we take the green and the caution, you know, shortly comes out right after that. I don't even think we made a lap and, um, we come back around the backstretch and NASCAR was like, they told us to park it and my spotter Reed Sorensen, he related to me. He's like, "Hey, man," he said, uh, "NASCAR says we got to park it." And I was, I was shocked. I was like, "For what?" Like, I had no idea. And he said, "Extending the caution." And I, I thought it was like, I thought that there was no way. So I just slowly kept rolling around the racetrack, waiting for him to make a decision. And uh, Reed was talking to the officials up on top of the tower, and and my crew chief Brian Barry was, he was talking to the official at the pit box, and so nobody was kind of communicating with me. So at that time, I was stopped on the front stretch waiting on an answer. And uh, Reed come back already said, yeah, man, they want us to park it. I was already parked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got out right there. And um, I didn't really know that it was going to escalate uh, to this level, but uh, it did pretty quick. Wow. Uh, and with everything that has uh, gone on since then, um, how do you feel about it, about it all? Uh, no, no regrets, I imagine. No, I mean, I, I mean, I wanted to voice my opinion, and I think I did. And and NASCAR, they, uh, you know, they issued me the suspension. So I mean, they they definitely showed you know their side of things, and and I'm not mad at them at all for doing it. I mean, they got to show some type of some type of punishment for the action, or or everybody's going to think it's okay to just do something like that all the time. So also NASCAR had you sitting there in the hauler until after the race, kind of like you were in timeout. Did you feel like you were in timeout or like, what, what was, what were those moments like in the hauler and those hours waiting for that meeting to start? Oh yeah. No, I was definitely the kid that was in trouble for sure. So, <laughs> I mean, I think there was like 140 laps to go or something like that. And um, man, it felt like forever. I was laying down on the couch, watching the race um you know they offered me some uh food and drinks when i walked in the door and i was like man i don't want anything y'all got not even a little bit and uh a couple hours later i was like you know that pizza don't sound so bad so uh yeah it was it was a long wait very long wait you know josh i, I love what you did uh in uh, respect i mean you disagreed with nascar respectfully i thought and uh man you know getting out of your race car I mean, what people don't understand is, man, we you you're a great race car driver. First of all, you work your tail off to be able to compete week in and week out for an underfunded team. We're just you're thankful that you have great sponsors that support you, and man, you want to run the race. You want to complete the race, even if you're involved in a little altercation, a little bit of wreck on the racetrack. It wasn't bad, 
you know, bad enough where y'all had to work on it, but you still, you want to finish the race and, and, and why others will fall out or maybe others will wreck or have mechanical problems. You're, you're gaining points, you know, and for them to, to not allow you to finish the race for an underfunded team. I think that's, uh, you know, it's frustrating, you know, because, uh, I mean, just because your bear bond didn't stick and, you know, something fell off doesn't mean that you can't keep the car up to minimum speed. And uh, for an underfunded team to not be able to finish a race with a car that was capable of finishing the race, it's so frustrating. And I love, you know, I love how you disagreed respect. I, I think it was respectfully. Obviously, there's consequences when we do things like that. But, you know, I think you got your point across to NASCAR, you know, that there's a lot of underfunded teams. Not everybody out there competing on Saturday afternoons uh, have millions and millions of dollar budget to work on. And it's important that we finish these races and gather all the points we can get and finish the best we can do, get the best we can do under the circumstances. And I don't think people realize that. And I love it because you really brought it to the forefront not only for yourself and your team, for others that are fighting their tail off to compete at that level and to stay competing at that level. Uh, you know, it's a challenge for a lot of underfunded team. And, and, and I love that you spoke up for not only for yourself and y'all and your organization that you race for and your sponsors, but you spoke up for a lot of others that haven't really been able to express themselves that way. And I thought you brought it to the forefront and I think you did it somewhat respectfully and uh, got their attention and i appreciate it <laughs> i think it was awesome yeah it's uh it's funny man a, a lot of the a lot of different drivers have reached out um you know since it's happened and uh it's it's kind of cool to see like i mean they kind of say the same thing you do they're like you know that, that was cool because i feel like a lot of people want to voice their opinion or, or show something you know the, of their displeasure with nascar but everybody's I don't know if they're scared or they just think that that it won't matter. You know, I don't I don't know what what side of that they're on, but I mean, I'm I'm a racer, man. That's all I've done my entire life. I've never done anything else. So it's kind of to have, to be kicked out of the race with a Atlanta-based sponsor on our car. They've got a ton of people there to, and to be parked for a piece of tape, you know, I I really wasn't happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and then the you know, and, and it's really cool that other racers come to your defense. And one of them I'll mention, you know, I read something. I didn't have a chance. I was going to talk to Denny this weekend, but I didn't have a chance to. I was busy, but I thought it was pretty cool that he came to your defense and said, if they find him, then I got it covered, you know. And yeah. it just to show you, you know, Denny, Denny's no different from yourself or me or, you know, we're all racers and uh, we're just trying to do the best we can and race and, Sometimes, I mean, I don't even care if you're not even if you're racing a short track somewhere across the country. I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, these calls that these uh, sanctioning bodies make their officials, you know, it's like, man, it's 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 a challenge to really uh, accept the calls when they're wrong, you know, and uh, and it's great to be able to uh, navigate through that in a positive way. And, and, and I think you've done it in a positive way. Sometimes we don't always win the argument, but at least you got your point across and you got it across for a lot of other people as well. And, uh, for the other racers and teams that don't like to really, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it really don't like to, I don't know, really, uh, that are, I don't know if you, it's the word scared, but don't want to rock the boat. 
uh, you know, I thought that was pretty cool how you handled it. And, uh, you know, and like you said, it could have gone any, any way, and it really went into a positive way for a lot of different reasons. So uh, I just think it was awesome. It was pretty cool, man. And, 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 you know, I didn't see it on television. I wasn't watching because I wasn't in the race. But, man, I heard all about it. And the, even the commentators thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, definitely tell they had, uh, they had mixed, mixed feelings on what they were fixing to say next. <laughs> uh, you know, especially with with Joey in the booth, and then and then Suarez there. I'm pretty. They uh they had to put on the business hat there for a second and kind of kind of watch what they said. But uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It it was and Denny reaching out. Um, a lot of people were like, "Oh man, he's not gonna pay his fine. He's just saying that for Twitter." I mean, he he actually got he kind he talked to me Sunday morning for the Cup race, and and he was 100 percent uh you know serious about it. He was. He was committed to it, and and he was willing to help us out any way we can. So that was pretty cool of him to reach out and and kind of help the little guy. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, kudos to Denny for for that. Uh, ultimately, you didn't get fined, so I'm glad that didn't happen uh, yeah. to you. But with that said, Josh, uh, you you mentioned your your message getting across. You know, David talked about it too. It was heard loud and clear. Do you think what you did, uh, if someone else was in that situation in the future, do you think that could inspire change, a different outcome do you, now that this has gone on? Do, do you see yourself potentially being like the, the sacrificial lamb of some sorts for this type of deal going forward? No, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out here in the future. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those deals. I mean, it's it's their sandbox and we just play in it. So, sure. Uh, I'm sure once we get back to racetrack here and we get to Richmond, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure inspection isn't going to be the easiest thing for me. To, so we'll see how that goes. Hey, Josh, man, we appreciate you coming on coming on the air with us. Uh, man, a lot of our fans, a lot of your fans that are listening uh, to us, uh, man, take us back to the, you know, you were just saying that, man, that's all you ever done. You've raced your whole life and, uh, Take us back to the start, man. Take us back to uh, how it all started. Was, uh, you know, was it your dad racing or an uncle? Just take us back, uh, you know, just take us back to the start and tell us kind of your story. Yeah, my dad raced for a long time. He raced in Indiana before he moved to Florida. And uh, he run all kinds of cars in Florida, anything from street stocks to open modifieds and super late models, sportsman cars, stuff like that. And I was always at the racetrack. I was at the racetrack. I wasn't even born yet. So uh, I, got, I got pictures in victory lane. I was, I was still inside my mom's belly. So it's just something that I always enjoyed. And, um, you know, started racing go-karts when I was four uh, on road courses in South Florida. And then uh, did the quarter midget deal, Bandoleros, Legends cars, um, did some pro truck stuff in South Florida. And we kind of got to a point where I was turning 15 and, we either were going to go super late mile racing in Florida or we were going to do uh, some ARCA racing. And at that point in time, you know, every summer I'd go to North Carolina. That's just, that's what I did. Um, race legends cars or whatever it was. This is kind of the place to be. Um, Ken Reagan uh, helped me out a lot. Uh, David Reagan's dad on making decisions and things like that. And I actually lived with Ken and Beverly for a while. Wow. <laughs> They, uh, they introduced me to Barry Owen. Uh, I don't know if you know Barry or not, David, man, but. Hell of a car builder. Man, I, man. He, he could take a plastic spoon and make a race car out of it. He was amazing, <laughs> dude. 
Wow. I didn't, man, that's, I had no idea that you were that close with Barry Owens and, and yeah. like, man. Yeah. So I, uh, we talked about it a little bit and, and we decided to go the ARCA route instead of doing the late models. Cause at that point in time, you know, ARCA, you could get a used SB2 motor, or a used Ford motor or whatever for pretty decent, reasonable price. And you could buy a used, you know, Xfinity car for five grand, six grand. You just had to put some brakes on it and your motor and transmission and seat. So that's what we went and did. Um, and I worked with Barry and we actually built our own car uh, right right when I turned 15. We built one from the ground up, Barry's way. Uh, no service plate, no frame jig, no nothing. So wow. we had old school and, and that same car we built when I was 15, we won both of our ARCA races with in 2016 and uh, had one of our strongest years. And so that was kind of a cool deal for me. And <clears throat> once we got to that point, like that was it. After 2016, like we were done. There was no more, like we couldn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? We spent everything we had and we've refinanced homes and all kinds of stuff. And it just, uh, it got to the point where I was either going to, you know, go work for a team or, or try to make something happen. And I was at Circle Track Warehouse one day and Jimmy Means was in there and he was talking to Brian about, he's like, man, I got to another car I'm taking to Michigan and I need to do a starting park and I don't have a driver. And Brian says, where's your driver right there? So uh, okay. I talked to, talked to Jimmy a little bit, got his number. And I was like, man, I don't want to do a starting park. Right. Like I'm not a starting park guy. Then <laughs> so I was like, that's not even cool. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, this is probably a good idea. Cause I'm not driving anyways. So, um, when did start park with Jimmy at Michigan and we qualified in the show and, and ran a couple laps there, did my job and came back home and started working on some other stuff at my shop, just late models and legends cars and whatnot. And, uh, Mario Goslin called me. He said, man, he said, you still got your license? I said, yeah, I got my license. He said, I need you to do a starting park. I said, 10-4, sign me up. <laughs> so I started doing that on a regular basis. And, uh, finally we, got some partners together and got some sponsor dollars and then we ran a race and you know I did limited schedule there I think till 2019 um I think that was my my full year or at least partial year I'm almost ran all the races but just started, kept building partners man I mean you know you know how this deal works it's all revolved around sponsors and, and brands and mm -hmm. we started those relationships and making friends and putting more stickers on the car and you know here we are full time and you know, making a good effort at it and having some good runs. Man, that's amazing. What a what a journey, man. What a story. And man, Mario, you and Mario Gosling, y'all, you know, I think a lot of people know, man. Y'all really uh I think Dale Jr. really uh you know, I, I know Dale Jr. really notices it because he speaks about it, but you guys, one of the smaller teams out there, you guys have really done the most and had some lot of great runs and great finishes, you know. And when you do that, you know, big names like Denny, you know, Denny Hamlin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., you know, they take notice of that, you know what I mean? Because, again, you're not, you're not, you know, y'all's organization, it ain't like you you have millions and millions and millions of dollars to race on, you know. I mean, you have great relationships, great partners, and, man, you guys really can do a lot of branding and marketing for a company uh, at, at the level that we race at. And uh, y'all have done that, and y'all have done it well. And, but again, you still doesn't have, you're not a powerhouse team, but sometimes you finish like you're a powerhouse team and it, and it takes notice in the sport, you know, and it's good to, that people are paying attention and that can see a, 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 a smaller 
underfunded team run good and take notice of that. So it's uh, y'all have done a hell of a job. It's pretty cool to see and watch. Yeah, it's it's fun. <clears throat> yeah, we was, we were at Bristol one time and uh, it was like five to go and I passed Riley Herps on the outside at Bristol in a car from 2011 or 2012 as a Turner car and uh, crew chief Riley's crew chief come up to me after the race and he said, "Man, he said I don't know what to tell you." He said, there ain't no way you should have drove by us like we was on jack stands. And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't want to rub it in or nothing. I said, but that's like a 2012 Turner car. And he said, he just hung his head and walked away. But I mean, we, I mean, we try hard, you know what I mean? We put a lot of work in and, and put a lot of effort into running good. I mean, I mean, you have to, you don't have a choice. I mean, you got to work your tail off because you, you don't have all the resources sitting there in front of you. I mean, sometimes you just got to make them. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good compliment from Riley Herb's crew chief <laughs> when he walks off shaking his head, you know, because uh, you're speaking about a, a really a powerhouse team that all the resources that anybody could ever dream of having. And then you take a, a car uh, that's a 2011, 12, you know, Turner car and pass somebody on the outside. I mean, it's just uh, those are just few and far, you know, that don't happen every day. You know what I mean? So that that's pretty cool. It says a lot about you know, your ability and, 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 and Mario guys and, 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 you know, what y'all have done. So, uh, man, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah. It's a blast, man. I, I like running for the, you know, the small guy. Cause when you get to beat the big guy, it makes it that much better. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's great. So Josh, uh, tell us, uh, of what you've done, what you've accomplished at your racing career. What, uh, what stands out to you? What are, what are you most proud of? I imagine just getting the point when you were able to compete, move on from the start park stuff was a pretty big deal in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool for me, man. And, you know, I'd probably say the coolest thing I've ever done is, is when we won those ARCA races, you know, that's family owned team. It was, uh, it was me and a, a bunch of other kids. We'd show up at a racetrack in a dually in a 28 foot trailer and park in between the semis and, and we'd, we'd outrun them, man. So, I mean, I feel like that, that was pretty the coolest thing ever. And, you know, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there on the Xfinity side. We're going we're gonna to put on a show here hopefully soon. Yeah, it is pretty cool because we're not racing trailers. You know what I mean? I think people sometimes get lost in uh, all these big haulers. I mean, we got to have them in most of the teams that we race for these days. I mean, it's just that's just the standard way of getting to the racetrack. But it's cool to hear a, a story like that. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, <laughs> I have a couple of myself, but uh, – but man, is it? It ain't like we're racing haulers. You know what I mean? It's when you when you open up that trailer and what you roll out of it. That's that's what we're talking about right there. And that's that's pretty cool to have. Uh, how many ARCA races did you win, Josh? We won two in sixteen. Man, that's um, a I've finished in the top five numerous times. A lot of times it was uh, due to either lack of tire or lack of fit crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I hear you, man. And Moon. You know, most people probably you probably led a race and come in and make a fifth stop during an ARCA race, and then leading the race probably went back out thirteen or fourteen. It's hard to make that up, you know what I mean? But you have the uh, car, have the ability, and uh, can run run running good. And then next thing you know, you just don't have the funding to to have a professional pit crew, so you just put together the best you can, and that's what you got, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. We used to do pit stop practice in front of the shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a. We went to um, Elko, Minnesota, one time, super far away. Right, everybody knows it's far away from North Carolina. Right, and we were racing for points at the time, and we really didn't have the money to go. And 
um, we're like, all right, well, we'll go up there. We'll buy two sets of tires and we'll just find people to crew the car. And, uh, we, we literally come down pit road running in the top five and went a lap down on pit road. <laughs> so, so I drove back past the field, and made my lap up under green caution come out. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to pit again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ended up finishing fifth or sixth or something like that. We, we went to tech. Um, but that, it was a pretty cool story though, man. It's like, you know, we lost lap on pit road cause it was just a bunch of, bunch of buddies just having a good time and. I found this one guy in the garage. I said, hey, I said, you ever jacked a race car up before? And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, on a pit stop. He said, no. I said, but you jacked one up? And he said, yeah. I said, perfect. You're my guy. <laughs> he, was, he was my jack man. You just and, had to uh, know how to, how to operate a jack, man. <laughs> that's all I was looking for. Uh, Wayne Peterson, he did a starting park. He actually got out of his car and fueled my car for that race. So, I mean, dude, it, was, it was a mess, but it was, it was fun. You know, something you can look back on and be like, man, we probably could have won that race if we'd have done it the right way. <laughs> so, so, Josh, those, man, here, in the, you know, there's all these cool stories, you know. Just, I mean, we all, not all of us are born with a silver spoon in our mouth, you know what I mean? And for the ones that have, good for them. You know, we all have our stories and uh for the ones that don't have to don't have great stories like the one you just shared, you know, I, I feel bad for them because, man, you could write a book on the memories and, and the great times and, and times like, man, well, you know, well, you don't even have a jack man of the races. You're you're an hour and a half from a race start. You know, you don't even have a pit crew together. And and, you know, and, and going to somebody, hey, you ever jacked a race car before? Yeah, but not not during competition, you know, uh, but I, I just feel like some of the times when. Some of these kids, they're, you know, and good for them. They, they uh, you know, they have good funding and uh, they never really get to experience the kinds of memories and stories that most of us have been through. You know what I mean? Just because we really didn't have the funding to do it how it, it, it needs to be done. But the racer in us, we want to go and try to win and we'll do anything we can. And, and, and by that, anything be, being what the stories you just told us, you know what I mean? And I just think, I think that's awesome, you know, and, and some of the new kids now that we've raced with and that aren't even made it to NASCAR that I know, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they're like, you know, when they hear some of your stories, they don't believe you, you know, because they can't comprehend that <laughs> because they say, Man, if I had to do that, there's no way, you know, but, uh, but anyway, it's all good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's about, man. I mean, that's, that's kind of what racing was, was born off of. Right. So I don't know. Hopefully we can kind of keep that going here and, and keep the stories going for the future. So when oh, you were no, talking no. about those proud moments Tyler was asking about a minute ago, I, I think one thing, too, that comes to mind, at least last year, you got to make not one or two, but three Cup Series starts in that first one at Bristol on the dirt last year. Just tell us about that and and, and getting that opportunity. And, and was it everything you had hoped and dreamt for in making your Cup Series debut? And yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that was pretty cool. And uh, they were we were talking about it, and it was kind of something that, that we planned on doing, um, you know, at the end of the year, the year before. And they were like, well, where do you want your first one to be? And I was like, Bristol Dirt. And they're like, why in the world would you choose Bristol Dirt? I said, well, I said, I've never been in a cup car, especially the new cup car. I said, and nobody else has been on dirt in the new cup car. I was like, this is the best best case scenario and uh i mean i've run a ton of arca races on dirt um 
you know, ran really well. And I felt like that was the best place to kind of showcase my ability, you know, instead of being at, at somewhere else where we were going to really lack in the equipment part. Um, so that it just kind of balanced the field out a little bit. And we ended up finishing, I think, 25th. So, I mean, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. That's, a, and, that's amazing for your first cup race, man, 25th. I know, I know people have been racing in the cup series for many years and never even finished in the top 25. You know what I'm was, saying? Yeah, it was wild. I was like, I, I rolled by Kevin Harvick and I was like, wow, this is real. <laughs> I Rodney afterwards and he was like, yeah, Kevin wasn't happy. <laughs> but it was, it was cool though, man. It's like, you know, I, I passed Harvick, I passed Hamlin. I mean, and I was running against, you know, the best drivers, NASCAR drivers and you know what I mean? So it's just fun. You know, it's cool. And that's why I picked that, that race as my first race. I felt like that was the best opportunity I had to run run good. So, so let me ask you this, uh, Josh, before we move on to the, the news of the day and everything. Uh, just uh, this past week, what did you do with your week off? And what was the support like? Uh, your social media following, I'm sure, probably took a big jump and had a lot of people reaching out and everything. What were the last few days like on that front of the support you've received? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was cool. I mean, you know, there's people still reaching out and, and you know, having a good time with it. But, no, I've just kind of enjoyed the weekend. Um, sent the boys to, to Hickory Motor Speedway. We ran a, a late mile stock this weekend, twin 40s, uh, with one of our drivers. And I went to a birthday party and hung out with some family a little bit. And uh, that was about it. Kind of enjoyed my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's great. Well, uh, glad uh, that things – Worked out as well as it could have, it seemed, under the circumstances for you. And and uh, you're going to be, uh, again, back on track uh, this weekend. Uh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll be back at Richmond, baby. It ought to be pretty good. Awesome. Love to see it. Uh, news and notes coming up next. Also got Ask David coming up in uh, just a moment. Dominic Alagon standing by with uh, the latest headlines from around the sport. Dominic, go ahead and get us up to speed. What's going on? Well, let's wrap everything up with Coda and just taking a look at like we do every week with the NASCAR ratings. Adam Stern from Sports Business Journal releasing the ratings on Tuesday that the ratings for the Coda race for the Cup Series race on Sunday were down compared to 2022. So overnight ratings, Fox earned a 1.81 rating, which is about 3.12 million viewers. But the race before was 3.7 million viewers in 2022. So we're looking at about what? Is that a 10% drop? Just doing some quick math. But Tyler, I think, too, that doesn't paint the full picture because we had NCAA games going on as well. Yeah, you also had the Dell match play going on in golf. It was a busy sports weekend uh, going on, but still 3 million viewers. Uh, I don't think you're going to complain about uh, any race weekend. You can get uh, 3 million people watching, David. I mean, uh, you get over three, I think uh, the sponsors, the networks are still happy. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't see the the TV coverage, but you know, obviously we were there, and man, just the people, the fans, uh, the racing was unbelievable. I, I don't know how you could have made that event any better than what it was. And uh, for the for the fans that didn't watch it on Sunday, you know, I think they they missed out on a really exciting race. And uh, you know. It, I don't really understand how the ratings work and all that, but the TV coverage is incredible. And, and Tyler, like you were saying, uh, there was a lot of things. There was a PGA golf tournament going on and uh, there in Austin, too. Austin and uh, you know, it was just a lot of other sporting events, you know? So uh, 
you know, I don't know if I would read into, you know, a 10% drop in the ratings just because so much was going on. It was a beautiful day. But again, for the people that messed it, they really messed an awesome race. And, uh, and, and man, there were so many people there. It was just, it was, it was a great race weekend for sure. Josh, uh, I, I know that you weren't going to get to be out there, but what would you make of what went down at, uh, at Coda and everything? Did you watch? What did you think of the events that occurred? Oh, yeah. I think all the racing was good. I mean, it, you know, all three series put on a good show. And, and uh, well, that's the thing, right? So it was, it was a super busy weekend. A lot of people were talking about what was going on. And and uh, I'm sure after they watch the highlights, the next year the ratings will probably be two times as high. You know what I mean? They're going to be – they're going to be like, man, that race was cool. We should have watched that instead. So hopefully that's how it goes. I mean, that's how that stuff works, man. You know, it's got an influx up and down. So it's uh, – I love Coda. I ain't made a lap there yet. Done <laughs> time. It rained qualifying the first time. I was on old tires. The second time we missed the show. I ain't made a lap yet. I still got to run rookie stripes at Coda when we go back next year. <laughs> well, Jimmy Johnson's only run one more lap than you. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's yeah. all. So, uh, cool see, Josh, it'd be kind of cool to see you with a rookie stripe on your bumper there next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to take some pictures with it or something. Absolutely. That's funny. Uh, Dominic, what else going on? Yeah, news out of the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Big machine racing owner Scott Borchetta is stabilized in stable condition after a Trans Am crash on Sunday. Racing news outlet Toby Christie was the first to report that Borchetta crashed in the Trans AM2 Series race at Road Atlanta, which is a road course in Braselton, Georgia, for a high-breaking turn in the race's 24th lap. Rolling Stone is also reporting that he is in stable condition at the time of this podcast, but other than that, no other updates have been passed along on his condition. Our thoughts and prayers are with Scott Borchetta and his family at this time. Uh, David, uh, Scott Borchetta, a guy that uh, he's one of the newer names in NASCAR. He certainly made some noise in the Xfinity series, kind of an unconventional guy with his uh, his background, how he got involved in motorsports, but with what he's done with Big Machine Racing, Big Machine Vodka's obviously been a big sponsor, as well as Big Machine Red Records. They've been a big machine in NASCAR. Uh, I like Scott Borchetta. Hope he's okay, and I uh, hope to see him back at the track soon. No doubt about it. That's new. I just, just, I'm just now hearing about this. I didn't realize that, but shot, uh, Scott's a great man, just a great dude. And, uh, you know, his love for uh, all forms of auto racing, uh, you know, his passion for it is just big. He's, he's been around NASCAR for years. He's a friend of mine. And it was cool when he finally jumped in all the way and started his own Xfinity team. And, uh, you know, I know he loves road racing, and I knew he did a lot of Trans Am, too, and other types of road racing, but I, I, I was unaware that he had an accident. I was unaware of that. So, man, I uh, man, I hope he's okay, and, man, I'll, I'll pray for him. And, and uh, man, that's news to me. I'm shocked to hear that. But, uh, but man, those Trans Am cars, uh, you know, uh, last one I saw, Trans Am 2 cars, like a Howe Short Track race car that we used to race, and uh, – they're built good. I just uh, hopefully he, you know, uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. But I'm shocked to hear that. And uh, but man, what a what a great guy and and what a great team owner in the Xfinity Series. He's got a he's got a great team. Parker Klingerman is his driver this year. And uh, I think uh, you know, uh, it, looking back on the Atlanta race with what Josh uh, Williams, uh, you know, having Josh uh, create a lot of action there for us and. and <laughs> uh, 
you know, looking at Scott Bichetta's car, you know, I think Parker Klingerman, uh, I think he finished third or fourth. Uh, he came across the start finish line backwards. It was like a days of thunder finish for him, you know, but, uh, but Hey, our, pro our thoughts and prayers are with Scott and, uh, Man, hopefully he's going to pull through whatever injur injuries he's sustained this weekend. Was unaware of that. Josh, uh, do you know uh, Scott at all uh, in any uh, any history between you two? No, huh? not, not between us. I, uh, I didn't know he raced either. I, somebody said something about it once. And, but, I mean, that's wild, man. I hope he's all right. And those cars are pretty safe. So, hopefully he'll be back up on his feet and rolling here soon. Yes. Hopefully so. We're uh, we're thinking of you, Scott, and like to uh, see you back out there soon. Uh, hopefully that's the case. Dominic, uh, let's look ahead to uh, Richmond, shall we? Uh, I'll say this before we look at the odds and everything. We've talked about David the last couple of weeks. Chevy looked like the dominant team to start the season. Then Ford came alive with uh, Joey Logano's win that he had a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, Toyota finally had their breakthrough race with Tyler Reddick dominating I know it was a road course race, but still, you, you dominate. You still get credit for what you do there as a manufacturer. Dom, I don't know what the odds look like uh, off the top of my head, but I would think that maybe we start to see things type of even out a little bit here. Possibly. I would say the odds are actually favoring that, too, before we look at practice and qualifying and the race this weekend. Just going over some of the odds, here's what some of the odds look like for the Toyota owners 400 this weekend at Richmond Raceway. Your top five picks, according to Covers.com. Denny Hamlin, plus 900. Christopher Bell, plus 750. Kyle Larson, plus 650. Kevin Harvick, plus 550. And William Byron, plus 450. So we have some past Richmond winners here, some winners this season. There's all top three manufacturers supported in that list. And just for some of the ones at the bottom of the list, Ty Gibbs at plus 8,000. Austin Dillon at plus 8,000. Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, Eric Amarola, plus 5,000. Um, I'll say this much, David. Uh, the, the number one guy on that list, William Byron, um, I think he's proven so far through these first five, six races, anyone that wins this season, you're going to have to beat William Byron. That 24 team has been ready every week. Yeah, no doubt about it. But just sitting here, when you when you say Richmond, you say NASCAR, you know, uh, I think Josh Williams probably agree with me you got to think about Denny Hamlin you know over the years he has dominated that racetrack you know it's just you know if Denny if it all plays out correctly and Denny doesn't have any mistakes or any mechanical problems or pit stop issues he's going to be the guy to win the race you know and uh I don't know how many cup wins he has at Richmond but Scott he's got to be the leader uh and then you look at you know Kevin Harvick has always run strong there too and you look at the last three or four races, you know, Kevin was leading what at Phoenix caution came out with about five laps to go. He, you know, he had a bad pit stop and lost the race. And uh, I believe uh, Atlanta, if I remember right, he was leading the race and uh, got loose coming off turn two wrecked. But, uh, but you got to think Kevin Harvick's a favor, you know, and it's just, it's how competitive the cup series is. It's really hard to, to pick a winner. Then you look at uh, Tyler Reddick after, you know, momentum, momentum, and what those guys have done uh, this last week, and they've been competitive all year long. But, you know, I don't know about you, you guys, but me and Josh, we like that momentum. We have a good run. We're going to carry it into the next week, you know. So uh, it's hard to, you know, I hear your odds and everything you're talking about, uh, Dominic, but, uh, but man, it's uh, 
it'd be hard to, to bet against Denny Hamlin, you know, I mean, right now. And, and, uh, but man, it's, uh, it's so competitive. Uh, you know, you look at Kyle Busch. I mean, Kyle has been on fire, won the California race, finished second, uh, this past weekend at, at Coda. But man, that, that guy's been strong week in and week out. So, you know, it's, I'm surprised that, you know, Dominic didn't say Kyle Busch, you know, but, uh, but, but anyway, it's, uh, I know this is going to be a very competitive. It's going to be a great race, not only the, the cup race, but the Xfinity race too. So uh, it's going to be exciting. And uh, if I was a betting man, I'd bet, bet on, on, on the, on the side of Denny Hamlin, to be honest with you. Josh, uh, what do you think about this weekend's action at Richmond here? Yeah, it's going to be good, man. But you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sticking with the old, old Byron machine, man. That Those guys got their stuff going on for sure. Um, I'm going to pick myself for the Xfinity race. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, and, and even Kyle Busch, you know, I mean, Kyle's been super, super fast, you know, all year this year. And, I mean, I feel like Chevrolet's got some stuff figured out here at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, you know how the Cup Series is, man. It's always a rotation. You know I mean? It's always a rotation. You see small groups that are really, really fast, and then they'll fall off and somebody else will pick it back up. So, I don't know. I think 24 is going to be hard to beat, but. Kyle Busch is probably going to be tough, too. Yeah. All right. So, Josh likes William Byron. David's going with Denny Hamlin officially. Not not Kevin Harvick this week, right, David? No, Denny Hamlin. I'll pick this okay. week. Okay. Two weeks in a row, Dom, that David didn't pick <laughs> Kevin Harvick. That might be a record. <laughs> that might I be a record. William Byron as well. William Byron looks like he's got the best team on track right now. Um, and he got a good thing going. He's a threat every week. I'll go with the 24. How about you, Dom? I'll just be different. I think William Byron will be a threat this weekend, but Kyle Larson gets it done. He gets his first win of the year, gets back into playoff contention, not 29th or wherever he's at. Kyle Larson gets it done at Richmond. One more note. Um, I'd watch out for Team Trackhouse. They're running really good. They haven't gotten victory lane yet. But we, we saw, Dom, a little bit of conflict between Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez uh, there on pit road after the race. They look like they had a heated exchange, and Justin Marks, the team owner from Trackhouse, said he he's okay with it. He wants to see guys pissed off that they have lost the race. He was happy to see that they were talking it out of some sorts. But also, too, and we'll, we'll see what penalties come out of it, too. Suarez chased down, I believe it was Alex Bowman on the cool-down lap Sunday at Coda and bumped him as they were coming to pit road. We don't ask cars not happy when something like that happens. Ty Gibbs got penalized in a cup car for doing that last year, I believe at Texas. So we'll see what comes of the Suarez thing there. Uh, let me ask you, Josh, uh, what do you think of that situation? Do you think that's as teammates water under the bridge, or is that something that carries over between Ross and uh, Daniel, you think? I don't know. I mean, teammates or not, I mean, you, you still got to race each other, right? You know what I mean? It's it's no different. You're still competing. Um, you know, I see, I see it from my owner's perspective that maybe they might be like, hey – Let's not do that, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's their racers. I mean, let them race each other. I mean, just cause they got the same, you know, team name on the, on the side of the car. It, it don't matter. Let them, let them get after it. If they want to go in the parking lot and fight each other, have at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. Uh, our final segment before we go, it's our Ask David segment. We ask you to submit questions to us on Facebook, Twitter, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com, uh, Star Podcast on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and uh, you can submit those questions to us each and every week. Our uh, first question in hey, the Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Go ahead, I, David. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let's 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 step back. Let's let's go back to Richmond. Let's uh, 
How about our odds favorite? Who are we cheering for at Richmond on the Xfinity side? Oh, we're, we're rooting on Josh Williams, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm going with Josh Williams. Who about you, Dominic? I'm going Josh Williams in that 92 DGM machine. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who I'm going for, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go, man. <laughs> what I think I might mean. have to put some money down on Josh now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What are my odds? Like forty-five million to one or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you say hey, you can make chance. me rich, Josh. You get it done, you can make us all rich. So, so there is a chance. There <laughs> is a. Chance. I love it. Uh, as David now uh, here on uh, Let's Go Racing, where you submit questions to us each and every week, and our first question from the inbox is for Josh and David. Both it comes from Quinn. Quinn wants to know. You guys have both run cup races recently. What's the chances you run cup races in 2023? Let's start with you, Josh. Mm. Uh, I don't have anything scheduled at the moment. Um, but, I mean, you know how motorsports is. That could change at any time. But we just really wanted to focus on our Xfinity program this year. But you never know. I mean, Bristol says they got a parking spot for me already reserved. So I guess find me a cup ride. <laughs> <laughs> David, how about you? Uh, what, what are the chances we see you in a cup car? Man, it's a possibility you might see me in maybe two this year, two cup uh, cup races, but uh, working on that. And, uh, you know, when it when it's a little bit more, uh, you know, right now we're just working on it, but I'm hoping to run two cup races. And, uh, again, like kind of like Josh, just focus on getting back. My next Xfinity race is Talladega and, uh, and just getting back to racing as many races as I can. So, uh but uh, it'd be kind of cool to uh, jump in. I don't think I'm going to do the uh, Bristol dirt race like Josh did, but uh, but it would be kind of cool to do that, man. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> it was fun. Have you, have you drove the new cup car yet? I haven't, Josh. What's it like, man? Is it pretty awesome? It's like driving a brick with four wheels on it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard that, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on the road course, though. I'm looking, man, I'm looking forward to, to, I can't wait. You know, you just hear so much, you know, everybody's opinion about it. It'd be kind of cool to finally get in there and, and, and just, you know, feel what the new cup car is to compare it to, you know, the, the old cup car. So it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, they're pretty oh, neat. Yeah. They're, they're a whole different animal for sure. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I mean, guys, I, I, I uh, on Sunday, I took a pace car ride around Coda, and just even in the passenger seat in a pace car, I'm like, man, this track is something else. You know, we're going to 100 miles an hour, making all those turns and everything. I'm like, I can't imagine doing what is it? What? How long is Coda race? What is it? 275 miles in a stock car at 200 miles an hour? That just blew my mind. Even just one lap in a pace car, Josh. <laughs> just like 127 times a lap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine uh, that new cup car, what it, what it does. Uh, next question comes from Sam in uh, the inbox. Sam wants to know, with California off the schedule next year, what would you like to see in its place? We'll start with you, David, this time. What, what would you like to see to replace California with it gone next year and no race announced yet? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see myself personally, like maybe a uh... – you know, Memphis Motorsports Park or, or uh, you know, going going back to Iowa. You know, Newton, Iowa, the little racetrack there. I think it's a five-eighths mile track. But I like to see us go, some you know, somewhat of a short track way. Uh, you know, maybe Nashville. I mean, you know, I know we race at the Mass Nashville Super Speedway, but maybe the Nashville Fairgrounds, you know, finding a short track somewhere 
to replace it would uh, would be, you know, I, I would definitely uh, would hurt my feelings at all. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do replace it with. Will they, they going to place it, replace it with a, another racetrack somewhere in California? You know, that's a mystery right now. But it's going to be inter interesting to see what what gets added, you know, we're at, what track it's going to be. How about you, Josh? <clears throat> I said we take the Xfinity cars to Bristol Dirt. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Josh. I don't know why we don't do it. You know, if the trucks can go there and the Cup Series can go there, why why did they leave out the Xfinity Series? I would love to do that. I know we're the best series out of all three of them. I don't know why we didn't get to go. Yeah, that don't make any sense to me, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys do get to do uh, the Chicago Street Race this year, though. Um, originally, that was... Originally, that was going to be IMSA, and uh, Xfinity replaced it instead. So uh, that'll be cool for the Xfinity Series to get that one. Dominic, what would you like to see replace Cali? Man, I think any kind of short track would be awesome. Or Man, maybe I'm thinking too nostalgic because of the shape of the track, but what if you did some schedule jumping around and you had Michigan take that place? Let's go back to Michigan. Let's make that a doubleheader weekend. And, and hear me out on this. I think that would be great for the drivers and the teams and everybody because what we did during the pandemic where we had that as a doubleheader race weekend out of necessity, that could be done something at least temporarily and either shorten up the actual NASCAR season where we still have 36 race weekends, but the season's one less week and you condense it down to two races like we did in 2020. That'd be where my vote goes. Uh, so go ahead, Josh. Who is this guy? Who wants to go to Michigan? <laughs> hey, I've never been. I was willing to go this summer, so I'm guessing probably not that. It's not bad. It's, a, it's an amazing facility, and it's a fun racetrack. It's just yeah. a. It's not a low budget team favorite. No, no. It's 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 definitely for the bigger, higher, powerful teams. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, here's my idea, and sorry, this might not be the best idea for the uh, lower budget teams, but I'll throw it out there anyway. The West Coast Swing, Dom, I feel like it's been a popular thing. I would think NASCAR would want to keep that in place and want to keep that market. What about going to Long Beach like IndyCar does there and that be the second race of the year and you could still keep that West Coast Swing thing to keep the, keep the start of the season going? I like that interesting take. Josh, David, how would that work for the teams? Would that, would that be good? You're already making the trip three weekends in a row. Man, you know, I think right now, my personal opinion, I think we got enough road courses on, on our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I know Chicago, that's going to be kind of exciting. Such a great market. I didn't really know. I didn't see anything wrong with the Chicagoland Speedway. You know, now we're going to a street course for the first time. I think that's kind of cool and interesting and going to be a lot of fun, you know. But, you know, I'm not real sure our cars are built for, street road courses you know what i'm saying so uh i don't know I, I think we have enough road races on our schedule uh you know but hey you know i'm not the one to make those decisions i'm here it's just hear what josh has to say about this <laughs> yeah i mean the only disadvantage is is you know so we take two cars and one trailer and you know one's a short track car and, and one's an intermediate car well once we get, you know, if we have to run a road course, now we don't have a choice but to drive all the way back home 
to get a different car to drive all the way back. That would be my only only disadvantage, you know, for the smaller guys or even the big teams at that point. It really doesn't matter um, at that point. You'd have to either send an extra hauler or, or have somebody meet halfway or something like that. But I think it'd be cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm growing on the road course thing because I see the trend and, and where we're going uh, with NASCAR these days. But, I mean, I'm no road race guy by no means, but it's they're starting to they're starting to grow on me a little bit. <laughs> well, and, and and this past week, uh, you know, having Kimmy out there and Jordan Taylor, Connor Daly, I mean, I guess you could even call him a ringer now, Jimmy Johnson out there. I mean, David, that, that was a pretty cool deal to have some of the biggest names in motorsports just for this past weekend's race. Man, it was amazing, you know, especially on the cup side, you know, uh, former uh, former F1 champion and, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Taylor driving uh, uh, Chase Elliott's car. I was just, it, it was really cool to, to hear their feedback. And it, and it says a lot about our, our sport worldwide. You know, you see these F1 guys, you know, former and former champions of F1 racing and see them, you know, to say that we've been we've always wanted to come try NASCAR, it just says a lot about our sport and how big it is, not only in America, but in the world, you know. So uh it was interesting. And then to hear some of their feedbacks on, you know, how good the NASCAR cup drivers are. I mean, they're the like Josh said earlier, they're the best in the world, the best, you know, 40 cup drivers in the world race on Sunday afternoon. And 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 to hear these former uh F1 champions speak about you know, how, how competitive and how good these guys are just says a lot about our whole entire sport, you know? Well, and uh, Josh, we, we heard Jordan Taylor say after the race that he was shocked by the amount of contact that goes on the bumping and banging. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I hear that from Jordan Taylor. I'm like, I, I understand he's a sports car racer, but this stock car racing, this is the nature of the beast. Doesn't matter if we're racing in Austin, <laughs> Martinsville, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't care if we're driving the credentials or we're on the racetrack. It doesn't matter. But, you know, I had him to I, – I picked him to win. I thought he was going to be the guy, you know, running the Garage 56 car and all that stuff and, and doing a lot of the sim stuff for that. I thought he was going to be, be the man to beat. And I feel like if he had some more seat time and some more practice, you know, with the actual, you know, cup car, I think he would have been a, a big threat. But it's cool to see those guys, and it's cool to race against different people like that. I mean, you know, because they have a different skill set, you know, than than some of the other people. And, you know, some of your guys might just be more used to that car, but you might be able to follow that guy and learn something different that you can apply. Because um, some of those road race guys, man, I don't know, they're like magicians. It's crazy how, how good they are. Um, I, I learned a lot from from Andy Lally. I crew chiefed him a couple times when he drove for Mario and the the notes that he would send me Monday morning after the race is just insane. I mean, all the way down to the third blue curb and turn seven, and I'm like, how do you even know that the third the third thing is blue? Like, I like <laughs> what the curb is, and you you're telling me which which turtle it is. I mean, those guys are just so impressive. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Before we uh, go and wrap up here, uh, go around the room, see what uh, everybody's got going on this week. Josh, you make your return to the track, and I would expect in driver intros, you're going to have quite the ovation on your hands here. Yeah, I just hope I get my ankle monitor off before I, you know, be <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But no, man, you know, it's just 
just working this week. Uh, we were up at the shop in Mooresville getting the car ready for Richmond. Um, Monday we had a uh, we had a test with one of our, our new kids uh, in a limited late model at Hickory. It was his first time. Uh, that was pretty impressive to watch. He's super talented, man. He uh, he shocked me actually. I told his dad. I asked him. I said, well, "I said you're on the Legends car this weekend." He says, "Yes." Yeah. And well, that's a bummer. I said, "We need to be here on Hickory Saturday night running this late model." <laughs> it's pretty dang good. Uh, so that was pretty awesome, man. And um, just going back to shop tomorrow, get ready for Richmond and head that way. And hopefully NASCAR is happy with me when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, how about you? I'm actually going out of state this weekend. I won't be at Richmond Raceway. Love to be out there this weekend, but actually taking the wifey to Las Vegas. We're going to go see Sting in concert at the Caesars Palace. I know we're old souls. Wow. So we're going to go see the police, or I guess one third of the police. And it should be a fun concert this weekend. Sounds That's like a good awesome. show. You were just in Vegas, and now you're coming back. Vegas owns you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I think you're onto something. Yeah, he's got some people to pay off in Vegas, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> David, what's going on with you? Man, tomorrow I got a big sponsor meeting, and then uh, Thursday I got uh, uh, an event at the Speedway, and then uh, and then the IndyCar Series and the NASCAR Truck Series racing here. So I'll take my boys, and we'll uh, we'll be tuned in to what's going on there in Richmond, and, and watching the IndyCars and the Truck Series here at the Texas Motor Speedway. I bet we know where you're going to be watching the race from on Sunday. Absolutely. Or Mark takes condo. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm actually headed to David's hometown this weekend, going to Houston. Uh, going to be covering the Final Four, doing national radio for uh, tuned-in radio. So that should be a lot of fun uh, being down there uh, as we'll crown a national champion in college basketball on Monday night. So uh, that's where I'll be the next couple of days. Uh, Josh, uh, where can people follow you and see all the, uh, the stuff you got going on, man? Yeah, Josh Six Williams uh, on basically everything. JoshSixWilliams.com for our website. Um, we got our T-shirts posted up there, trying to do some good things with that. And, uh, you know, the Twitter page is where all the fun stuff's at. That's where I get to have most of my fun. So if you want to you want to talk to me and have a good time, that's where that's where the controversy starts. It's on the old Twitter, Twitter sphere, as I call it. Got to get one of those T-shirts. You have to. David needs one of these T-shirts. Uh, Josh, tell, 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 I don't think David's seen it yet. Josh, tell David real quick what this shirt is. <laughs> <laughs> They call it the Parkett shirt, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're donating some of the proceeds to the Seacrest Foundation to to try to help to build some uh, new studios in the children's hospitals and stuff like that. So uh, it's a pretty cool shirt. Go look at it. You'll want one. If there's still any left, I might be able to snag you one on the side. I know a guy. <laughs> hey, Josh, I think it's pretty awesome, the Seacrest Foundation and, and uh, what, what uh, you know, the studios that they build in these hospitals, you know, where the kids that are there fighting different, you know, cancer and different other disease to be able to have a studio, a Seacrest radio studio in the hospital and then have the kids be able to act like a disc jockey, maybe record a song, be a singer. Pretty cool. Your involvement in what you have done for the kids and the different charities over the years. I don't, I don't know if a, a lot of people know about it, but, uh, but it's pretty awesome uh, to be just such a damn good race car driver and to give back and to change a lot of kids' lives like you have done in the past. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but it's, it's uh, pretty cool that you do that, man. That's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, that's been an ongoing thing for us, you know, since like 2015, and it's a uh, it's a whole different world, man. It's uh, it'll it gives you a different perspective, you know, of your own life. You know, just being able to to see some of the struggles and and things like that, and if we can take a little bit of, of time out of our day to to brighten theirs up, you know, that's that's all that matters. That's Absolutely. awesome. Well, guys, we got to put the checkered flag out in this episode. Josh, pleasure to have you with us. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, I'd love to have you again uh, in the future. As always, you can subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every Wednesday. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter, and uh, also on Facebook at Star Podcast. You can email us, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. For David Starr, Dominic Odegon, and Josh Williams, I'm Tyler Jones saying so long. This has been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week.